0: Hey everybody! It's Pastor Tom, and we are here with another Cornerstone Alive podcast. And I'm very excited tonight. I've got three of my favorite people here with me. I've got my wife Tammy, who's my most favorite person, and I've got, and I've got Daryl Milner and Andrea Ashley, and they are the team that is running our Cornerstone Alive recovery ministry every Monday night at seven o'clock. And I wanted Daryl and Andrea to join us for us to have a conversation about CR, which is what we call it, and just so that we could get a sense of where it's been where it's going, what we're looking to do in the future, some of the things that we've discussed. And I feel that any ministry is really a living organism because it's people. It's really just a bunch of people who are making that specific organization move forward in whatever the mission is. Our mission here at Cornerstone Alive is to share the word of God with people, to introduce people to Jesus Christ and folks with issues in their lives, you know, which I don't think there's anybody that doesn't have some kind of an issue in their life, you Mm -hmm. know. So I think it's just to. Help people connect to the power of God so that they can move forward, which is our church tagline, moving forward. Mm -hmm. I want to get started with this. And I, I think where I want to start first, so people have a sense of who are these two people who we have tagged to lead that recovery ministry on Monday night. And I think it's a vital, important ministry. Well, let me back up a minute here. We started Cornerstone Recovery as Celebrate Recovery in October of 2013. So in just two short months, we're coming upon eight years. Mm. And I have to be honest with you, I've said this many times in church. I never thought it would last more than 90 days. That's not a very good faith statement, is it? (laughs) For a faith preacher, it's not a good faith statement. But you know, I know how fickle people are. I know people are up and down. And I don't mean this in a derogatory way, especially folks that are struggling with addiction absolutely, or any kind of personal problem that drives us out there to the very edge of life so that it's lasted eight years. And I feel like it's still going really strong. And we had great leadership. Uh, through Shad Kissler and Shad stepped aside and now you both are leading this great effort and we've got exciting things to talk about I think things that we want to do in the future but we're going strong and we're going to keep this going I don't know if you guys have noticed but I just got a message today that somebody that we know overdosed this afternoon I mean thank God he's alive he's in the hospital and you know he's awake and they're taking care of him but you know this is a real thing that's continuing it's not stopped you know and honestly I think it's gonna just keep going going till the end of time, because it's the human condition Mm -hmm. apart from Jesus Christ. And you say, well, what about people that are Christians that have the struggle? Well, I think part of that is giving Jesus the ascendancy in our lives. So I don't know if you all want to share anything in regards to that history and where, where we've been, where we're going, but I think you know we've had a lot of struggles in the last year. I shouldn't say struggles, but a lot of major events that really kind of gave us a a gut punch. Mm -hmm. One was the shutdown for 55 days. Um, The other was there was a tremendous, I think you could call it the great relapse event, you know, for that whole COVID time. So many people were relapsing. Mm -hmm. That caused a great decline in our attendance each week Mm -hmm. to CR. And then the leadership, there was a great tragedy in Shad's family. You know, sometimes organizations or those kinds of things don't, survive one major event all the other major event was that we moved to a new location right that was right well it started with covid yeah then it was the move Mm -hmm. and then it was you know that tragedy that happened and here we are today and i think the four of us have had this resolve we're going to keep doing this because people need this so we went away from the celebrate recovery model because we decided we didn't wanna do what Celebrate Recovery calls the DNA, which is their prescribed way of doing things in order to call it Celebrate Recovery. So we decided we didn't want to do all of the DNA. We would do, like we do chips and we do all that various Mm -hmm. stuff, and we'll go through that in a little while, but we didn't wanna continue. So we just changed the name to Cornerstone Recovery, which still the uh, nickname CR was still applicable. So hopefully if the folks asking about that, listen to this podcast, they'll kind of get an idea why we did what we did. So tell me, tell us about, I guess I'm, I'm curious to hear from both of you, your commitment, not just to cornerstone recovery, but to Jesus Christ and where you're at in your personal lives? Because I think that's important for people to hear about where leadership is all through the church, with everything that we do. Where are people in that regard?
1: Well, I don't think I could have the desire to know Jesus without one cornerstone, you and you. Both and she pointed and Tam- to Tom, yes, Tom and, to and Tammy. Tammy. I know, it's like, they don't know who I'm <laughs> They pointing don't see to. us. <laughs> um, and, of course, Shad and all the various people that are part oh, yeah. of that, you know. And I am so grateful. I was just thinking about the eight years the other mm. day. I was like, I can't believe eight years. It started a year before I had my son. And... And, and, you know, it's just like time goes by so quickly. But I feel like having that ability to have my process, but you all, you know, whether it was coming to church on Sundays looking terrible (laughs) and not been there for a while and everybody knows where I've been clearly or coming into CR and just the love that was given to me by Cornerstone and CR was such a eye opening thing. You know, there was other little things along my journey that I knew that God was trying to come after me, but I, I didn't know it, if that makes sense. It's like I felt something in my spirit, but I didn't logically understand what was happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I feel like that allowed some kind of foundation for me. And it just has given me this desire to be that person for the person that's walking in now. After the last couple years of my life, I feel like I have seen a tremendous growth in myself. And I feel that the Lord has just really allowed me to see that in a way. So that. I think sometimes we can get in this place where it's like, I'm just me, you know, nothing's Mm -hmm. changed, nothing's happening. And that I feel like can really lead you into a place of complacency, because if nothing's happening, then why should I even try, you know, Mm -hmm. but the Lord is always working, you know, nothing goes to waste. So it has just allowed me to have this, like you said, resolve to keep trudging forward no matter what circumstances look like, no matter what happens, because it's not about that. The Lord is always bigger than any of it. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that answered your question or not, but I think so.
3: Daryl, what about you? Uh, Like you said, the commitment and the history and the dedication to CR. And just thinking, like you said, eight years ago, but I've been with it since 2017. And coming in to recovery, leading up even to now, it's a process of um, keeping on, Mm -hmm. you know, enduring. Mm -hmm. Especially when you come in from the recovery aspect of it. And then to keep committed and determined to say, well, not only do I want to stay committed to it, but I want to see others Mm -hmm. staying committed to it. And that's the drive that keeps me going. And like Andrea said, everyone that participated and put time and invested in me Mm -hmm. in the CR program, Shad and other people that are here that aren't even here now. And of course, you pastor and you first lady, um, Just to be so thankful and appreciative of that. And like I said, wanting to see others continue because, you know, over the five years I've been here, I've watched some come and go.
0: And not just go, but but die, Die. be be gone, they're gone. No more opportunities. And and I have to say, people that stunned me, that I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened to this person. I never Never. expected that. I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, And
3: and I'm sorry. Yeah, I did need to clarify that. Die. And I mean, to be so close to you, to talk to them five hours before they actually Mm. die. Like, I know. You know, that's that's mm. really hurts. And, you know, it some does. of the relationships that you build through the program, um, you hate to see them in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But moving forward and wanting to stay committed to it, it's something how CR never really lost a beat through all our transitions. No. And that's just confirmation and proof that. God is in this mm-hmm. right. absolutely, and it's also needed. Right. So it's something that the Lord puts in my heart. And, you know, I want to stay committed to it because I'm only every other week now because of my commitment to the job. But even in just that half a time that I'm in the program, I do still see the um, progression of people in the program. Mm hmm. And I also see the determination and the improvement of how we carry on the program, how we continue to open up and invite people to really invest in themselves and in the program with each other. Mm -hmm. And like you said, cornerstone recovery, it is about Jesus being that cornerstone Mm -hmm. and then the recovery part of it. So, you know, it's really interesting to just stay with it.
0: You said some very interesting words that I think we need to talk about, and that is consistency, mm-hmm. staying with it, mm-hmm. committed. And I think it's so easy for us because that's the first thing the devil puts in our mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at all this, you know, all these problems. Just quit. Get out of this while you can. It's, it's a mess. Right, it's right. not helping. So, look, that person right. died. That person died. That person right. realized.
1: They said this about you. Right,
0: or, You know. right. Yeah. And, you know, We've dealt with that for 33 years (laughs) and we still haven't given up, and we're not going to give up anytime soon unless the Lord says stop. But as you were talking, I thought of this question I want you to ponder and think about, and that is Did you ever see that you would be the person or persons that would be taking that charge? for others. And that's, you know, I think the only thing that we can do, this is what I do at the jail every week. I can only invite people to a conversation with Jesus. That's it. That's all we can do. So just by having see our doors open every Monday night, just having those doors open so people can walk in the door. And maybe it'll be a song. Maybe Mm. it'll be a prayer. Maybe it'll be a testimony. Maybe it'll just be somebody's face that they see it. Maybe it'll be a word that one of you speak, but it's going to change somebody. And it may not be immediate. I think that's the thing that we see. But did you ever see your, I mean, how did it feel when it was like, oh, this, this is me. I'm, I'm right. being asked to do this. Yeah, it was What like, was it?
1: You know, something that just happened all of a sudden. It took time, you know. Several years and honestly, I don't know that I thought I would be leading the charge at CR. A part of me, I don't know if the Lord was preparing me for it, but I had I see myself doing something in that kind of capacity but Mm -hmm. never thought that I would be the the one facilitating because I have had so many different words given to me throughout the years of you know you have the power of influence and you're going to talk to women and which is Awesome, but for a long time I didn't see any of that materialize, and it's like,
2: mm-hmm. where is that? You know, right, what, right. what's
1: happening, Lord? And so now that it is, I see the the footsteps. I see everything He was placing in the pathway to get me to this point. You know, but it's it's pretty heavy sometimes. It'll just kind of hit me that that's a responsibility. You know, a big one. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it can be overwhelming. You know, and the I enemy mean, can try to use that too, but mm-hmm. you just can't listen to that.
3: No, you can't. Myself, I didn't see myself facilitating, but I did see myself participating. Mm-hmm. And looking back, you know, it's it's a process of God's word not coming back void because I've dealt with dealing with people, ministering to people earlier in my life because, uh, you know, I have some time on me. So I've put in the time or I've had the time to, you know, minister to people and help them or give them a word or things like that but it's just the consistency I didn't have. So, you know, cuz Pastor me and you are the same age. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh we are. Like I said, the consistency I, wasn't two, there. In
0: 45 days uh-huh. I'm yeah, going to exceed I'm going to yes, exceed you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but um you know, I did see myself participating but the facilitating part of it is um like I said, it's almost like it's been, say, prophesied or said, you know, you're going to minister, you're going to help people, you're going to do this and do that. So I can say I do or have had the inclination of doing it, but I didn't see me doing it here on mm-hmm. this level right now. Right, right. But um, the Lord has been preparing me. And like I said, the things I've done has put me in a situation where I'm, comfortable doing it, but like you said, the attacks and the things that happen, because you said we don't care about numbers here. Mm-hmm. And the numbers will make you think like, well, you know, people aren't coming or, mm-hmm. you know, you want to get laxic days ago about right. doing things, about preparing right. yourself for it and things like that. But it it doesn't really take effect because we understand that people are out there and then we also get the confirmation that people that are here. Mm-hmm. Right, how they say, well, you know, would you pray for me or I want to do this Mm -hmm. or other things like that. So I'm just thankful for the opportunity. Absolutely.
0: Even if it was just one person Mm -hmm. that shows up. I mean, I know that we, for years did that numbers game you know oh we only had 20 people at church oh we only had 25 people at church eventually we had to be like you know what it doesn't matter mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if there's mm-hmm. just one person sitting out there uh-huh. they're gonna be so preached up by the time they leave you <laughs> know what right. I right in every part of ministry that we do there's a temptation to validate ourselves mm. Mm. based on how many people come oh they right. like me because they're coming Absolutely. Mm. it's not about that right. so it's so important for us because i think what happens is the message can get very fuzzy Mm -hmm. because then we try to cater to get people to come in. But if it is solid word, solid Jesus, solid, you can recover, you can have a better life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we invite people to that conversation because I think the one thing that we've always said about CR is that it is about Jesus Christ. I know I tell people that all the time at the jail. It's a one-step program mm-hmm. that's it. it's a one-step it's thing it's jesus we start with jesus we finish with jesus yep. so that's where this whole thing has to go on a on a on a weekly basis and all of those things well you know when i think about cr there's another aspect of that that we had to stop mm. because of the uh the covid thing and that was our weekly meal and you know some people have asked are we starting that back up we absolutely are um in our new location here we're making upgrades in the kitchen they're about i'll say 60 percent complete um but we're gonna have conversations about hopefully getting that geared back up again by november i know i've said first it was um March, then it was April, then it was May, then it was maybe by August, maybe by September. So hopefully, I mean, since we're about 60 to 70% complete, we will be able to start that back up because I think that's very important. I'm very, I'm very committed to it. And I think that's important for us to be able to offer that, just even for the anybody that wants to walk in and have a right. meal. Ooh. You know, that's a good Ooh. thing.
1: I was just talking about it with somebody on the phone earlier. That time, even if nobody gets to actually have conversation with them, even if they leave there in the presence of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, just in by being here with each other and, mm-hmm. you know, us praying over the, the food, that might be the first prayer they were, you know, witnessed to or around mm-hmm. or heard. Their whole life, or you know, however long, and I think right. I think it's really a special time for community mm-hmm. to grow too.
2: I've heard some feedback from people in the church who are excited about it and ready to volunteer to help serve meals, yes. so uh, cook and serve meals. So that's a very um, positive thing too, because that is more um, growth and fellowship of our church body working Mm -hmm. together to serve others. Right.
0: That's very good, Tammy, that you said that, because I think what can happen in any church, if we're not careful, and we can say, oh, those people. No, Mm -hmm. it's us. Mm -hmm. It's all us. We need to reach out and help anybody Mm -hmm. that needs help. Some people have different levels of issues and problems. We just need to help everybody. We're going to be getting a new stove. We had to make some upgrades to some other parts of the kitchen. That's getting done. And then we're getting a brand new commercial grade stove so we can cook up some really awesome food down there. So we're excited about that. That is a big part of our moving forward strategy to get us back to Well, really I don't, I don't even want to go backwards. I want to go forwards. Mm-hmm. So I mean because this is changing all the time and and I think that's another thing that it's the consistency of being there, but it's also that we are not afraid to change things up. Right. When we came to this building, we realized that Gosh, things are going to change how we do things. Uh-huh. Not fundamentally. I think we're still cor- the same cornerstone that was on Wheeling Street, but just the nature of the facility, you have to do things a little differently. But that's okay to rethink how we do what we do. The message doesn't change. The delivery is obviously different. You're not the same person as Shad. Right. But it's the still inviting people who are struggling with addiction of any kind. It's right. not just drugs or alcohol. It could be anything that yeah. people are struggling with. And this is a place where you can feel safe and that no one's going to be like, oh my gosh, you've got a real problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. no, we're going to take you in and love you and say, we want to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, we may not have all the answers, right. but we'll, like you said, we'll pray, we'll reach out, we'll see what we can do. And I think that's important. I, th- I think about how God gives me things to share and to speak in front of the people on Sunday. We do Bible study on Wednesday. I do a Bible study at the jail again on Monday. And I'm just amazed at how God speaks to me. And I mean, it's there. It's just always there. What I need to speak for that time. And I I like to call it, um, I send the scriptures every Sunday morning to Jeff Dale so he can get them ready for the overhead. And I always like to say, here's today's bread. Mm. Or here's some fresh bread. Mm. and um, you can probably smell it right now, right? Fresh bread <laughs> uh-huh. baking. And it's just a beautiful thing. So what how has that worked with you as you got thrust into this <laughs> into this role? How um, does God uh, move on you to bring forth a word?
3: Well, the main thing that he uses is His word. and I go through like daily devotionals, daily on the you version and then just scripture period reading the word. And a lot of times the Holy Spirit does move in my heart things that I'm also dealing with myself. So that really helps me because not only am I speaking to them, I'm speaking to myself and I'm regurgitating, I'll say, what the Lord is putting in me to keep me going and to keep me on the straight and narrow. So I'm actually giving what I'm getting. And that's the best way that I can put it as far as how I'm getting it, because I'm getting it for me to not only talk it, but to walk it. And that's a a really big part of, you know, my ministry and being able to stand up there and tell the people what the Lord is putting in me because I'm actually wanting them to have the joy. To have the peace, you know, to understand that sometimes things is going to be a no. You know, everything is not going to be peachy king. So when I'm reading that devotion and it's like, okay, or I'm reading that you version from someone else that they're going through. And I was like, okay, someone else needs even to hear that. And I'll use that. You know, there's all kind of ways the Lord is using his resources to bring to me. And all I'm doing is just giving it back out. And it is not hard to decide because sometimes like even the one yesterday i got it from carrie adams you know this just what she had put in the U version and i was like okay that's somewhere and it was in isaiah 54 about the protection of the lord and everyone received that so much and if you could have heard some of the blessings how we do in cr when they get their name and their blessing it was all on one accord what some people were going through what their blessings were and some of the blessings wasn't so much what they got some of their blessings is what they also were going through mm-hmm. to Praise be Lord. still sober, to still be in their right mind of what they were going through. Mm-hmm. So it, it all works out because God has one voice. Mm-hmm. So as you get it to give it, it's just,
0: it's amazing how you will receive something. I, this happened to me so many times I'll get something. And I'll be like, Oh God, I don't, there's nothing to this this mm-hmm. is just so small it's nothing then I'll get up there and it's like kaboom it mm-hmm. blows up yes. and people will come up to me afterwards it was the very uh, ad lib or whatever not mm-hmm. ad lib but it not real planned so to speak and people will come up and say wow I really needed what you said it. Mm-hmm. Really? It. and I'm like really that's- <laughs> because and that's what it's about. I didn't get it, but that's the way it works mm-hmm. because God give, God knows the hearts yeah. of right. the people sitting in front of us yeah. mm-hmm. and what they need to hear we think oh, I got to give them this really yeah. wonderful mm-hmm. thing. And it's like, no, God's like, no, they just need this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Andrew?
1: Um, Well, in the beginning, I was so nervous. I remember <laughs> the first time Tom and Tammy said it <laughs> and I was, my voice was like shaking and oh my goodness. And I planned and planned and planned. But what I found is the more I did that, the less authentic it came across one less authentic I felt and I just was putting in me 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 you know mm-hmm. it, even though that wasn't my heart but that's just what happens when you are trying to control it and so now I really don't plan at all and I just stay open I feel mm-hmm. like it's always kind of in the back of my mind like what am I gonna do what are we gonna talk about Lord and honestly sometimes it doesn't happen till I get here on Monday and that's fine because I'm like you I'm like oh this isn't anything and I'll have like one thing written down you know from a song I heard or a sermon I listened to or whatever read or and then it just turns into something far greater than I definitely thought and honestly sometimes in those times I don't even really remember I'll have to like go back and watch it because I don't really even remember what was being said and I hmm. feel like that's just the Holy Spirit just spitting everything out mm-hmm. and, and then I'm like wait what did we even talk about right right. <laughs> you know, so it's truly
0: amazing so th- this is going to be a tough question what do you? What would you say to folks that might say, oh, this is too churchy, this is too much Bible, this is too much Jesus? I mean, what would you say to those kinds of objections, so to speak? This is supposed to be a recovery meeting.
1: I feel like the only way that we do recover is through Jesus Christ. And I know he was saying about the things that he struggles with, and that's what he'll talk about. And I feel like a lot of times I'm the same way, and I think that I can be real and we can talk about recovery and how do we do that? How, what does that even look like though with, with Jesus? Because I can tell you all the great things that he's going to do for you, but unless you know how to do the next step, you're going to be lost. And so for those people that are kind of like, I'm, I just want to be like, you know, try it you know, just accept it and surrender to him for a moment, because in that moment, he'll, he'll blow your mind, Mm -hmm. you know, but it always comes back to him. You said it, we start and we end with Jesus. And that is the only way I've tried all the other ways. And I never, Mm -hmm. I can never, I I should be dead, you know, Mm -hmm. but he didn't have that plan for me. So thank
0: God, thank God.
3: Yeah. And, and first thing I say is, uh, how has it worked out for you so far? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, and it has to be churchy. But I always stress that you're the church. Mm -hmm. And you got to understand that the church is not the building. You're the church. And I stress to them, you have to have Christ. Because you've given so much effort and time to everything else. How has it worked out for you? Mm -hmm. Now, try giving Christ that. Give the churchy that. Mm -hmm. Because if you take the church out of it, you're not going to have it. Because Mm -hmm. you have it because of the church. That is what rescues you. Mm -hmm. That is what saves you. That is what puts... It's and, like the fort yes. that we can run to. Okay. Right. And even though you don't understand it, you can't put it into words, that's what it is. That's Christ. That's God. And that's what you're feeling. That's the unspeakable, ununderstandable situation, mm-hmm. uncomfortable part that you're saying, I don't understand. That's church right. That's Christ. And right. that's what you are. So that's how I tell him. I think it's important
0: for us to not waver off of that mm-hmm. because we're not trying to be a 12 step program. That's not what we are. Right. Um, I mean, some of that stuff is right. And that's meeting. not, mm-hmm. that is not that it is all bad. There's some good stuff in the original 12-step. Right. As with everything in life, things get watered down. But I think it's important for us to just be unapologetic right. that, look, this is what we, we do. We want you to come and mm-hmm. give, like you said, give it a try. But giving it a try is not necessarily just one time. Right. right. You got to let you, it You got to let it sink in. This is I think one of you said it. This is not just a meeting for Christians. I mean, we accept everybody yeah. because I feel that a non-believer can get something out of what we're doing. Absolutely. It, I mean, there is the wooing of the Holy Spirit. And that's where I think people get uncomfortable when right. the Holy Spirit begins to talk to us mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, I want you to go deeper. I want you to go deeper. Mm-hmm. I want you to go deeper. And we're like, no, I don't want to. Right, and that's, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> right, and that's part of that recovery thing. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had people say to me, well, Pastor Tom, I take these meds because I have depression and I have anxiety and I have all these things. And I'm like, well, it's okay if you need to take those meds. I get it. However, if you are taking those meds to escape emotions... Right. that you need to learn how to deal with, because that's life. Mm-hmm. There are going to be things in life that make us sad. There's yep. going to be things in life that make us stressed. So I want to deal with those things. With, I mean, Jesus has an answer for right. all of that stuff. Yes. That's part of our message. And I feel so strongly that we're on the right path. I mean, I don't know about you guys and gals. Tammy and I talk about this all the time. I get so impatient that I want stuff to happen faster. Uh But I've really learned in ministry... You just have to follow Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. We can't get ahead of him. We can't get behind him. We just have to stay right there with him. Yeah. And he will do everything in the right season. And I'll tell you one thing that is just really, uh, this whole meal thing. I wanted this up and running months ago, <laughs> but I just, and it, it, it's just not happened. And it's like, you know what? I just thought about this the other day. I thought, you know what? This is happening in the right time yeah. frame. Mm-hmm. I just can't see it. And when I can't see it, then I get frustrated. And I think everybody's that way. Mm -hmm. We can't see what God's trying to do. So we get frustrated that it's not happening in our time. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do, God? Why is this not happening? What can I do to make this go faster? Mm. And I think that's the beauty of CR, that it's just, I don't want to use this word in a negative way. I'm not using it in a negative way, but we're just plodding along. We're just doing what God's told us to do. We're being faithful to help people. Uh And I want to share something with you here in in just a few minutes, but I want to ask this other question. (laughs) And that is, why is it important for us to invite people to this CR thing that we do every Monday? Why is it important that we say, hey, you need to think about coming to this because it will help you. What is it? Why should we do that?
1: Well, I, I feel like it's kind of our duty as Christians to just tell everybody that we can, one, mm-hmm. about Jesus. There is a way. Right, and this is the way that works. You right, know? and
0: let me ask you this. I'm going to interrupt you. That's okay. But while we're talking about this, if you're an addict... I've never been a drug addict. I don't know what it's like, quite Mm -hmm. frankly. I will say uh, a few weeks ago when I had COVID, I lost my taste for coffee and I haven't had coffee for almost 10 days. I drank a cup of eight ounce cup of coffee this morning and it didn't make me sick. So I'm like, maybe I'm getting my coffee taste back. But... (laughs) You know, so that's about the only addiction I've really ever had besides sugar. sugar, Well, yeah, sugar. (laughs) I did go to Aldi the other day and I bought cupcakes and I bought chocolate chip cupcakes and I bought fiber cherry bars. I'm like, I got to have something in this house. We have both those things in common. Yes. (laughs) Well, there's times you just have to have a pastry. That's it. Period. Agreed. But as an addict, if you really want to get clean... You are looking mm-hmm. for how. Mm-hmm. Is it a program? For some people, unfortunately, to get clean is prison right. and jail. Mm-hmm. And that's how they get clean. Right. But once that's over, right. how, what is the way that's going to work for me? And you just said it, Andrea, you said Jesus is the way mm-hmm. he's, I'm, so, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I mean, basically what you said, really, I, I, and I know in the Bible, you know, it talks about that we are supposed to talk about Jesus, you know, and I, sometimes I think about that. I'll feel this kind of like nudge, you know, that I should tell somebody about something or, you know, whether it's CR church or just Jesus in general. And if I don't do that. That. Then I feel convicted, you know, and then I start feeling, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of like, what are you doing? Right, right. So I, I don't think that it's important to avoid that, but it's important to honor the Lord and mm-hmm. what he wants us to do and their lives. You mm-hmm. know, they, they don't always know. And
2: right.
1: when they've heard of it, that doesn't mean they actually understand what it is. And so then if I'm not the one that tells them, what if they never find out and I could have saved their life The Lord could have saved their life through my telling them. Every moment counts when it comes to addiction.
0: I mean, that is absolutely right. What do you think, Daryl? Why should we ask people to come to this?
3: The main reason is it's our duty. Mm -hmm. Not only to this, but like you said, to Christ. Mm -hmm. And the reason it is to this, because we are telling them, about Christ here. And that's the main reason to keep telling them to come here for one thing, because we haven't shut down one Monday since-
0: The 55 days. We've had the
3: 55 days, but any for CR period.
0: Mm -hmm. Every holiday. Every holiday.
3: Anything that falls on Monday doesn't stop CR. Here. And that's even the five years that I've been coming. We've never missed a Monday.
0: And it I'll tell you what, it really hurt to shut down that 55 days yeah. last year. Yes. And we didn't want to do it for church. And we really didn't want to do it for CR because we knew that there were people that needed Uh this meeting. Um, Because it is, you're right, Andrea, it it is the difference between life and death for some people. And I just really am praying and believing that all those folks that need a meeting are going to gravitate back towards this because yeah. it's it's rich, mm-hmm. it's full. And we have plans to make that richer and fuller as time goes on. And that's just through our commitment to Jesus yeah. right. and what we do and the consistency, like we started that mm-hmm. conversation out. I want to say this. Um, I spoke to an individual a few Sundays ago, and this person asked me a very interesting question. What about the parents? What do you all have for the parents of addicts? And I thought, wow, because this person was the parent of an addict Mm -hmm. who is now clean and has their life together and doing Mm -hmm. the right thing. But I thought, you know what? We have a lot in this church. We have not, I shouldn't say a lot, but we do have probably Mm -hmm. a good handful or so of parents Mm of addicted children, of their children, adult children who are addicted. And I thought that is something we need to explore because we really haven't thought about that. I mean, of course, yeah. they can always come to the Monday night meeting, Absolutely, but I think it's important for us to think because those people have a different perspective Mm -hmm. of what it's like. I've talked to so many parents who have children addicted to drugs and they're just at their wits end. They don't know what to do and they're terrified that their child is going to die. That's so sad. It is. So I think for me, I'm always thinking of ways of how can we move this forward because uh, Shad and I talked about this in great detail for six months between September of 2019 and January of 2020. Of course, then all COVID broke loose right. and mm-hmm. that kind of stopped all of our plans. But we've been talking for almost two years now. Well, no, two years. Uh, in September, in just a couple of days, we've been talking about a non-residential program. And it is my desire that we get to that in you know hopefully mm-hmm. soon that we can sit down we've got our outlines and all that we can start tearing that apart and say how can we make community because i was just saying this to somebody that same uh, parent a couple of weeks ago i said you know what the drug world is a community it there is. are people that get out of jail or prison and as soon as they walk out. If they have no one to pick them up, their drug buddy picks them up and says, hey, here's a thousand bucks, sell this, and, you know, you right. got money. Yeah. And so, bam. I hate to say this, but... And that but feels like love. It does. It feels like love. And they take care of each other. Yeah. Except when you overdose and they throw you out on the front right. lawn and everybody takes off. Yeah. I've heard of that oh, multiple yeah. times over the years. It's a different world. You know, people sitting around... um, talking or using together yeah. in a in a house. What is that? It's camaraderie. And it's I call it drug church. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It is that fellowship right. of addicts. Yep. They know each other. They think I, I don't mean this the way it's gonna sound, but they think all those people have their back. All right. Yeah. But until Right. overdose I just heard this recently that um well and unfortunately this person did pass a few a few weeks ago but he overdosed in the bathroom they took him out on the front yard had somebody else call the squad and they all took off oh. wow. and unfortunately he ended up dying in the hospital. But it's, it's awful. it is awful and it happens more than we realize oh, yeah. Yeah. in this city. That yeah. that incident happened in this city. Yeah. So, I think that it's very important for us. I believe the two of you have the commitment to say what more can we do to create mm-hmm. a community? Because when folks have church and meetings and activities, and classes and things, I believe that all helps to work towards making a new yes. path. Yeah. I, I just went a few weeks ago to a seminar on MAT, M-A-T, yeah. which is Medically Medical assi- Assisted Treatment. treatment. Mm-hmm. So the speaker... Who was very good, said something about rituals. And I thought, Oh, that's my word community, because that's what the drug community has their rituals. rituals. Yeah. I've heard it from multiple people yeah. that Oh, yeah, I do this, past Tom, I do this I, yeah. do this, I do this, I do from this, I do this
1: point of waking up until
0: bam. Yeah. And so if we can, and this has just been a dream of mine, it's, it's, you know, two plus, well, actually probably four years ago, Shad and I were talking about how could we do some sort of a, literally a community of homes where people would live and recover. Um, But that's a big, (laughs) that's a big deal. So we kind of settled on this two years ago, but it's like, It takes so much effort and Mm -hmm. I I can't do it on my own. It takes everybody to do that. Absolutely. So I think it's important for us as we go forward. So I don't know, what what do you think? Any closing uh, thoughts or words that we're going to do this again uh, and we'll just talk about other stuff because I think folks need to hear your heart about why you do this each week because quite frankly, you don't have to. You have, you both have, you know, you, you work, you have Kid, you have a you have kid, you have kids, and beautiful grandkids. grandchildren. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> they keep grand uh, is it pawpaw? What do they call you? Pawpaw Paul. Yeah. they keep pawpaw busy. Yes, yeah. How many are. grandkids you got? Eight.
3: Eight. Uh what's their ages? <laughs> From thirteen down to a year.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> and Seven
3: girls, one boy. Poor. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Clarence.
0: Yeah. Um so Demai is the one that came and danced. Yes. Oh my goodness. We got to get, is she still dancing? Yes, she still is. We got to get her back sometime to do a dance because she had so much sass up on that stage. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely beautiful. And it was really, it was really cool that one Sunday she did that. There was a, as she was doing twirling. Something happened to the camera and it went in slow motion. Yeah, everyone. It was beautiful. Oh my gosh, how cool! It was, and she had this beautiful dress on. And when she first asked me if she could dance, you know, people ask you all the time if they can do stuff, and you're like, oh, Uh you know. And I'm like, well, yeah, you can do that. And I had no idea what this little girl could do until she got up there. And it was like, wow, yeah. she preached that Very morning. Nice. It was beautiful. Yes. It was yes. so good. So closing thoughts, what are, your, what are you thinking about this ministry? I don't call it a program because it's right. a meeting, but what, what about it that sticks out to you, that drives you to lay aside all these other things that you've got to do and to do this every Monday night?
3: Well, what sticks out to me is to actually see manifestation of change Mm -hmm. when i see in their faces that they are wanting in the first place and then when they're actually comprehending what's going on when they're receiving it when they're letting go and actually saying okay this is christ this is what i'm here for and that's what drives me to say Okay, we have to keep doing this. Yes. You have to keep giving what God is giving you to them and just watch Him do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, do your part. Amen. Do your part. That's good. And that's what keeps me going. But I think it's also what's going to keep this going itself because people are going to keep coming back because they are going right. and telling others Praise about it. Lord. And others are seeing it in them because they're surrendering. To Christ. Yeah. They're surrendering to Christ. Amen. They're coming to the light, out of the darkness into the light. And that's what it's about.
0: That's good. What about you, Andrew?
1: Um, well, I, I can relate there just seeing the growth in people, but just community, even just for selfish reasons, you know, to mm-hmm. to have community for myself and how rewarding it is. They don't have to tell me mm. from up there. They don't have to preach or, or teach me. They just come and No matter how rough things are, they're here. Like That's so inspirational to me because it it reminds me. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of what it was like because my life is fluff now. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. good. God has blessed me so much. And uh, so that is just tremendously important to me. I mean, I'm just excited. I know Mm -hmm. that he's got so much work to do. So it's not not done till it's done, you know? I
0: I just thought of another question I have to ask you both. (laughs) Are you ever tempted to go back to the old life?
1: Not really. Not anymore. Hmm. Hmm.
3: You know what the temptation is? To go back and show the old life hmm. how I'm not anymore. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord.
0: To say, look, I, I got out of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's possible for you too. Yeah. To have a new life. Possible it's possible for you too. I'm going to get emotional about this. There's so many people that come in these doors every Sunday and they met me at the jail. And, you know, somebody, um, oh, probably a month or so ago, two months ago maybe, came to a men's fellowship. And that morning, he just was out of prison maybe a few weeks. And he said that morning to everybody, he said, Pastor Tom saved me. And it's like, it's a very scary thing for someone to say that to me. But it's like, well, I didn't save you. Jesus saved you. But I I understood what he meant. That his life, because he went to prison, you know, Mm -hmm. for quite a long time. And his life took a different trajectory. Easy trajectory, for me to say. trajectory. <laughs> uh-huh. because he <laughs> right. met me uh-huh. in the jail in one of the lowest points uh-huh. of his life somebody's gonna meet us uh-huh. in the lowest point yes. of yeah. their life and we're gonna say something that's gonna change that's them powerful. Yes, it Um, is.
2: I have something to share about temptation. We were just filming one of our truth talks on Angels 101 and talking about spiritual warfare. Uh. And I was sharing in that how... The devil comes and tempts Mm. the old nature. Mm. So when a person is born again, they have a new nature. They're a new creature in Christ. But Satan will still come and try to tempt the old nature, which is because we're in physical bodies on this Mm -hmm. earth. And it's that nature that he tries to come against. But we have the opportunity to reject that and Mm. to take authority over that in the name of Jesus and Mm -hmm. not allow that, not permit that thought to grow and develop. And when I think about CR, I think about you guys are sharing with people exactly that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, temptation is not going to go away, Right. but you have victory over that in Jesus Christ. And you have the authority over that when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And until you do, you don't even have the authority over that you're subject to, um, you know, continual temptation. So, um, I think that's just a awesome thing to share with people that yeah. you do have the victory over that and you can say yes. no. I mean I know that whole just say no to drugs thing was a big <laughs> saying but yeah. it's true when yeah. the devil comes and tempts you can just say no but you have to say no in the name of Jesus right. in the name of and Jesus. in the authority. Yes. Of Jesus. The, yes. Yeah and yeah. that's the that's the that's real key. Word
0: in Mm -hmm. the authority of Jesus Christ, because we have no authority, and we see people failing every day because they don't have the power of Christ, and they're not receiving it and accepting it. And that's really what we're doing in really every ministry in this uh, fellowship of believers. We are inviting people to come into the authority of Christ through relationship, and that's so important. Well, praise the Lord. This has been so good. I've been wanting to do this for months and months and months. (laughs) Very good. Would you, since you really haven't talked much tonight, Tammy, would you uh, pray? Mm -hmm. Okay. Praise the Lord.
2: Father, we just thank you for Daryl and for Andrea. And we thank you for this ministry of Cornerstone Recovery and just for the passion that you put into their hearts and for the leading of the Holy Spirit, just to minister to people who have addictions and people who have needs, and that they minister to them with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that they minister the Word of God to them, and that they bring hope, that they bring Mm -hmm. encouragement and hope to people, and that lives are changed. And Father, we just thank you that um, each and every day, that as we uh, develop this ministry even more, that you give them new ideas and you give them fresh vision. You and we just thank you, Father, and for you glory, uh, your your goals and your yes. plans being um, yes. met through all of us Please. in this ministry. In Jesus, Jesus' name,
0: amen. 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 Praise the Lord. You, well, praise the Lord. Thank you both, all three of you, thank for coming you. Thank and you. joining thank you. me tonight in this conversation. We are going to do this again. And I'm excited to have this released on our Facebook and uh, the Church Facebook, the Cornerstone Recovery Facebook page, and and just to really have people listen to what we said here tonight, because I think it's important stuff. So, I want to say to all of you listening, thank you for joining in. And I would say to you too, share this podcast, because somebody needs to know about this meeting and this word and this changed life that can happen for them. So God bless you, and we can't wait to see you in church sometime. Have a great evening.